0: Sergei Bobrovsky to regain the lead for the Edmonton Oilers. Building speed, attacking, shooting and scoring three to two.
1: McDavid, second of the night. Penalty shot. The crowd still buzzing in here. McCarr retreats back. out, wide a fluid butt. Snip! Shoot! Rebound throw. But the puck was alive there for a second. Point one of the pass of the Kucherov at the net. It flipped up in for heady too Pass of the middle. Hagel in. Shoots. Scores! Brandon Hagel with a lightning
0: strike in overtime. Bolts won it. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carrier Show.
2: Here we go. Soul 56 for a Wednesday, November 22nd. Good morning. Thanks for uh, checking in with Sports 1440. And it feels like a weird day. It just feels weird today because no NHL games yesterday. No NHL games tomorrow for that matter. So it is American Thanksgiving and that's what you get. And it just, I mean, the American Thanksgiving is way bigger than Christmas. Uh, it just, they really do it up. Starting, you know, tonight and then obviously tomorrow and then Black Friday. It's it's a five-day five, five day extravaganza and the Americans like to light her up for sure. So tonight, uh, a full slate, pretty well, a full slate of NHL games, including the Edmonton Oilers in Carolina to take on the Hurricanes. The Oilers' problems and lackluster start, well documented, 5-11-1. Carolina comes into this one 10-7, and seven. but hey, what about last night? Big evening for Jack Campbell in Bakersfield. The goaltender sent down and struggled mightily in his first three starts with a bake but comes up with a 30-save shutout performance last night against the Henderson Silver Knights, the Silver Knights. Campbell, 30 saves. Uh, Raphael Lavoie, power play goal, was the game winner, 2-0 the final. That was Jack Campbell's 100th. 100th AHL win. Yes, 100 wins in the AHL. People kind of tend to forget that if you really look at, I guess, Jack Campbell's body of work, an 11th overall draft pick already 13 years ago. So he was in the minors for a long, long time before really getting any sort of a shot, any, any sort of a shot with the LA Kings back in 2018-2019. Jack Campbell only played 76 NHL games before his last year with the Toronto Maple Leafs in 21-22. That's when he played 49 with the Leafs. And, of course, you know, after that, that season, he... Had a pretty good season, there's no question. However, it was an outstanding Toronto Maple Leafs blue line for a change. The Leafs had a really good blue line that year. Campbell had a 2.64 goals against average, 9.14, save percentage. And it translated into that five-year, $25 million contract signed with the Oilers the following year. And everyone knows where we are. Now, if you have a text, send it in, 1833- 401-1440, 401-1440, that's the same number if you'd like to give us a shout today. Probably might end up on the old hotline a little more than normal today. 1-833-401-1440, just uh, how things are shaken out guest-wise and things like that uh, today. Last night was a, a big night in the sense that it could have been a big night for Canada and a chance to go on to make... I guess soccer history because Canada's never done it before. Uh, moving on to the Copa Americas, and Canada took on Jamaica in Toronto, and I don't think the game was on TV. I don't, not sure. I don't understand why. I, I yes, I understand why, but why couldn't I don't know TSN or I mean, there's no hockey on TV last night. This is a perfect, perfect prime example to showcase the ne- the men's national team on network television. I understand one soccer has the rights. Wouldn't it be like, hey, you know what, let's give you a little cash here. We'll throw it on TV for the night, see what happens, because I'm trying to grow the game, trying to get some eyeballs on it. Anyway, Jamaica defeated Canada 3-2. Canada had, uh, you know, had the lead for the most part of the game, gave up three goals in 16 minutes, needed a win, Uh, or a draw, or a 1-0 loss, but ended up losing on aggregate. Uh, Canada defeated Jamaica 2-1 in Kingston, Jamaica, uh, to set this one up, but it turns into a 4-4 aggregate tie, so Canada uh, loses on uh, the away goals rule in the CONCACAF Nation's quarterfinal series. So now Canada... To qualify for the Copa Americas, has to play a win a play in game and win that game in March at the South American Championship, and that's going to be tough. It's uh, Edmonton's uh, Alfonso Davies opened the scoring to make it one nothing in the game last night, but uh, the Canadians could not hold on uh, for whatever reason, and they were disappointed. Last night. We're going to talk to Arash Madani about that game and some other things at 9.20. Of course, Arash with Rogers Sportsnet and kind of the soccer expert for Rogers Sportsnet. Text 1 401 1440, the stair farmer with his annual or morning roll call, not a daily roll call. Good morning, gentlemen. Have a great show. Uh, Oilers power play comes into tonight's game, uh, ranked 12th. In the league, 21.2%. Last year, 32.4%, basically a one for three clip. Right now, Carolina is eighth in the league in the power play category. So where's that stack up? Well, New Jersey's tearing it up on the power play with almost a forty percent rating to rank number one in the league. Vancouver is right there, thirty-one point three. One of the reasons the Canucks are off to a very, very good start. The penalty kill for the Oilers, not that good. 28 72.7% and you'll wonder why teams like Boston and LA are doing so well. Boston at 90.8 LA 90.2. Duke did you know on this day I'm going to throw a little on this day in history because I like to go back I like to go back with you and just just see if you can remember things that go back even before you were born.
0: Uh, is it sports history? <laughs> yeah, it's sports history. Okay, I, I note there's a, the, today's a pretty prominent day in just uh, oh, general history, okay. uh, most specifically to the United States. But uh, what the Mayflower came over? Or what? Uh, no, today's day JFK was assassinated. <laughs> oh, uh, I've been to Dealey Plaza many times. It's oh, right? great. Yeah,
2: you're right. It is November 22nd. Yeah, when he was so young.
0: that's uh, so that's the only uh, this day in history that uh, oh, at the top of my brain. 63. Anyway. Yeah, correct.
2: So. Yeah, when I was lucky enough to do Euler games, a lot of the media, and I think Speck and I talked about this earlier in the year, go down because the old American Airlines arena in Dallas, you could walk to where Dealey Plaza was in Dallas and kind of see exactly uh, you know, sight lines mm-hmm. from the Texas uh, uh, Book Depository and where Lee Harvey Oswald was apparently up there
0: allegedly what <laughs> obviously a very serious topic yes, and, and a tragedy but, in American history but the Seinfeld Physics do not lie. The Seinfeld yeah. episode with Keith Hernandez and Newman and Kramer about the second spitter and all that is one of the funniest yeah. bits. Roger uh, McDowell. Oh.
2: It was Roger
0: McDowell. Oh <laughs> on the hills on the the, the grassy, grassy knoll. Grassy knoll, yes yeah. yeah, sir. It
2: was Roger <laughs> McDowell. <laughs> Uh, and you know, when they, because they had, they, they used the Zapruder film. Yes. Kind of, they, yeah, yeah. you know, did the sketchy film and everything like that. Uh, and they had McDowell hiding behind those brushes in the back. And <laughs> and then at the end, what's funny is that, uh, you know, Kramer said, I'm never, not talking to Keith or that is then he ends up moving all his furniture. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah, they're buddies. Yeah, they're buddies. They're tight.
2: So but, that was a, the, but anyway,
0: Kevin, oh, with this day in history, in Wayne the sports-
2: Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky scored his 500th NHL goal
0: against. Vancouver. Who else? Who uh, do we know? Who was in net?
2: Uh, It was an empty net goal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe it was an. I have. I'm pretty sure it was an empty net goal. Um, But we give Vancouver the gears a lot. Now I'm going to throw this one at you, Duke. How many games, just off the top of your head, quickly do you think he did it in?
0: Oh, I know there's so one. there's so many Oilers fans that know all Gretzky's mm-hmm. uh, numbers and statistics like off at, at a snap of a finger. But 500 goals,
2: you know, because he got 92 in one year. So that's, and, and
0: well, that's it. I mean, yeah. like you know, the the 50 and 39. Um yeah. I'm gonna say 387 No, no no, goals. no,
2: no, 575. So oh, it's a little you know three. That's superhuman, man. Like, well, it's still <laughs> unbelievable. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, 575. So I mean, basically you're you're a little just under a goal a game, you know, because he was in 16, you know, his rookie, counting your rookie year, right? You know, yeah. he had as well. So uh, quite amazing to score 500 NHL goals in 575 games. Uh, Raptors took one on the chin last night to Orlando 126-107. It uh, wasn't much of a game. I kind of watched a tiny bit of it, but it uh, wasn't much of a game for sure. Text 1-833-401-1440. Uh, Gordon D says, good morning, Kevin. Finally today, the Oilers will put a smile on fans' faces with a 3-1 win. Thanks, Gordon. Oh, man, if they could give up one goal. They did that to- twice, I guess. Stuart Skinner did it twice earlier last week. That would be a minor
0: against miracle. a couple uh, offensively uh, inept teams. Yep. But I love the positivity from Gordon. And Hey, you know what, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Why don't uh, that be kind of our, uh, our be a ongoing, little positive ongoing, today? ongoing thing throughout the morning. The text line. Uh, what are your predictions for tonight's game uh, from a <laughs> score perspective, <laughs> outlook perspective? We're going to have Ryan Hankel on to talk some mm-hmm. Hurricanes here in the next hour. But uh, I'd love to hear from Oilers fans. It's
2: what do you think the score is going to be tonight? What's the score
0: going to be? What's the uh, what's your prediction for the game tonight?
2: one uh, 1440 Dean says, couldn't agree with you more about the soccer game not on TV. Same thing with the Canadian Open Golf. Why is it only played in Ontario to get golf going with Canadian kids? Why not have it across Canada? It has been at times, Dean, across Canada. This hasn't been for a long time. It's either in Montreal, at uh, the Royal George, or whatever it is, and then uh, in Toronto, and whether it be uh, Glen Abbey, it's in Hamilton next year. We'll probably have Alan Carter on, who used to be at uh, JPL, and then here at the country club in town. Uh, now he's in Hamilton. We'll have him on probably, I don't know, early in the year to set things up to see how things are going there. But I agree with you, Dean. Why wouldn't it be? A, there are many courses you know, out in Vancouver, Uh, You know, even courses out here that could host it. The biggest thing they always say, it's parking. A lot of people say it's parking and it's accessibility. In Vancouver, you can't get to the the courses in, in mass numbers. They keep bringing that up. I never really understood it. But they always, you know, Gulf Canada seems it, it seems to always finish their sense. Well, accessibility, parking, things like that. I don't ever get that. But that's kind of how it uh, is kind of relayed to people that want to know, like you, Dean, why they don't have uh, a Canadian Open. They've had the, the, the women's, you know, the, the CN Canadian Open. They've had it in Vancouver. They had it in Regina. They had it at the Wascana. stare. Farmer says, Oilers, 5 3 for Carolina, one empty net goal. Cliff in Red Deer. Oilers win 4-2 with an empty net goal. Uh, I told you the Baker family's doing the, uh, you know, the in-laws are doing the pool. We do it every game. So uh, Sandra Baker, again, nailed the score the other night. So that's three or four correct scores, like correct scores, not just who's winning. And unfortunately, they're all against the Oilers. What a fan, what a fan! All right, coming up, uh, we're mixing things up a little bit today because of the day off in the NHL, and it's it's a little different. Again, some of our listeners go, well, why don't you have this guest on, why don't you have that guest on? Well, it's a little different sometimes to organize guests at 7 in the morning because uh, time, availability, time zones, etc., things like that. So we're going to throw a little curveball, and if you like wrestling, and you like wrestling, local wrestling, We are going to uh, check in with Spencer Love, Love Pro Wrestling, as uh, they've got another big card coming up uh, at, uh, just on the south side at the rec center. It's, uh, I've been in there, it's a very intimate, I believe that's where it is again, right? That's where they're they're not moving the card, because they- The rec room. Rec room, sorry, rec room. uh, Was in there a couple months ago, it's a very intimate setting, so- and that one guy, that Thaddeus guy, I don't did he get booted out last we were going to check in with Spencer because uh, that was a big deal, this Thaddeus character.
0: Spenny will give us all the deets. <laughs> all the deets.
2: Uh, Mark Spector's in Carolina. He will check in at eight o'clock. Ryan Henkel and uh the Duke mentioned Ryan Henkel from the hockey news covers the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, will guest with us at uh eight twenty. Our Wednesday co-host, David Schlemko. We'll uh, grace us with his presence in the studios from 9 to 11. As mentioned, Arash Madani from Rogers Sportsnet. We'll talk about last night's uh, soccer loss to uh, Canada's soccer loss to Jamaica, 3-2, crushing blow that could have uh, sent them on to, you know, a tournament that they have never been in before, which is something that, you know, you're trying to get the game growing, trying to get it going, but they've never been to the Copa Americas. So... They still got an opportunity. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Rash joins us at nine twenty, uh, in or out with uh, and and some wicked questions by the Duke assembled. So that'll be with uh, Dave Schlemko at nine forty. Vernon Fiddler, the former NHLer and probably one of the best faces. When you look at what he was trying to do to Kevin Bieksa years ago, uh, we're gonna lo- we'll obviously talk about that. But I mean. Bieksa probably didn't like it, obviously. I think he, he thinks, you know, now he looks at how funny it is. But if you look at Elaine Vigneault on the bench for the Vancouver Canucks, he cannot, he's, he's crying. Like, he's his head's buried. So Vernon Filler and his son, Blake, plays for the Edmonton Oil Kings. He's got bronchitis right now. So we were thinking of doing the, the father-son. But uh, Vernon will join us. Uh, Blake just coming off uh, a gold medal performance, his son at the uh, under-17s in Prince Edward Island. So uh, that'll be an interesting interview. And, and of course, uh, David Schlemko played with Vernon in uh, Arizona uh, several years ago. So when we come back, uh, we will go in the community with Spencer Love, Love Pro Wrestling. That's on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. 722 in the Capital Region. Text line one 401 1440 Ryan in the deer says, 4-3 Oilers in overtime tonight in Carolina. Northeast Mike says, Hey, KK, I also play a game day guess the score uh, with my brother and my dad. We also bet on who scores the first goal and the game winning goal. Hey, here's another one for you, Northeast Mike. Uh, try adding another for like a bonus point. So, call it a with an empty net goal, call it with a overtime, call a shutout, call a shootout, add just an extra half point, uh, it kind of gets things going. Old, an old producer uh, at Global, Darcy Craig, who uh, does absolutely nothing there, probably the worst producer in the history of television, started this game several years ago, and that's all he does. He doesn't do anything else at Global, but this is what he does in the wintertime, and it kind of keeps the morale, it kept the morale going there for a little bit, but... Uh, Maybe it kept his job. Who knows, too? Uh, King of Fort Nasty says, Good morning, KK and Duke. If you would have told me my Broncos would be 500 going into Week 11, I would have told you you're crazy. Tough game coming in, up against the Browns, who have somehow become the force from the AFC North. Have a great day, boys. That's your buddy, the King of Fort Nasty. We'll be talking tons of football uh, later, so check in with us later with uh, NFL and everything else, uh, the King. Uh, well, We've had this gentleman on earlier in the season of uh, (laughs) Sports 1440, and we will uh, go in the community now for United Sports and Cycle's Black Friday sale. It's on now. You can save up to 60% off throughout the store. Uh, That sale ends on Sunday. So shop now at United Sport and Cycle as we welcome in Spencer Love, from Love Pro Wrestling and the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Can't forget that. Morning, Spence.
1: Morning. I was going to say, you've got to tackle both of the jobs on that end of things, especially when we're 25 and out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How do you find the time? Pardon me, sir? How do you find the time to do everything?
1: Uh, hopping on at seven twenty a.m.
2: There you go. <laughs> uh, we we appreciate it coming on, Spencer. So first hey, of all, the
1: appreciation's all mine, man. Uh,
2: I guess you, so. The card that you had on at the end of uh, October, uh, how did things go with that? Because it was the Planet Slam It, Janet, uh, at the end of the you month. Betcha. How did that? How did that? How did that card go?
1: It went great. I promise. We don't have a tongue twister for you this month, okay. but. Uh, it was really, really great. You know, like I was saying when we chatted last month, we're uh, we're aiming to sell out every event at this point, and we did last show. We're looking good for uh, for this month as well, too. We've got about 20 tickets left, last I checked,
2: Ooh.
1: so uh, last month went great. You'll be thrilled to know that Thaddeus Archer III is still <laughs> in, uh, in Love Pro Wrestling, so when we see you there this month or in January or whenever it may be, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll be bugging you a little bit again, but... It went great. We're really, really excited for this month. It's our final show of the year before we head into Roger's Place there in January next year. And, right. uh, yeah, it's shaping up to be a real good one again.
2: Yeah, before we get to that uh, that event in Roger's Place, how's my buddy Thaddeus doing, by the way?
1: He's doing great. He's still allowed to manage. He uh, And i got to give him his dues here. He and uh, Judge Ben Oman last month, they, uh, they were real impressive in a first match for Ben. And then, I believe within the first couple there for Thaddeus as well, too. So he's doing great. He's still going to be uh, a thorn in my side for the foreseeable future, but uh, we'll worry about that at a later date. What,
2: what are you going to do about his, uh, his wardrobe? I mean, it, it needs, we've got to get something going with Thaddeus. I mean, he's, it's, it's just not outlandish enough.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say is, you know, you've seen him before. He's a yeah. fairly quiet, reserved, laid-back sort of individual. We've got to get him out there a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah maybe some new footwear or something like hiking boots or something i don't know
1: <laughs> he's got to learn a little from me on the fashion end
2: yeah uh spencer love <laughs> love pro wrestling as we go in the community for united sport and cycle uh, let's check in now let's talk about this event with uh, the edmonton oil kings at rogers uh, again how did it come about when is it and give us the details
1: Uh, So it'll be on Sunday, January 21st. The Oil Kings are taking on the Saskatoon Blades that afternoon, which actually works great for me. My dad's out from bigger Saskatchewan as well. So ties everything together nicely there. But uh, the game that afternoon is at 4 o'clock, but uh, sort of during or before the warm-ups, after warm-ups, and then in between periods. Love pro wrestling. I'll be putting on some pro wrestling matches as well. Um, And full credit to the Oil Kings. You know, I think that... uh, Anybody running events or or anybody running shows or whatever you'd want to call them, they want to run in the biggest possible venue and get as many eyes on them. You know, I'm not giving you any new information Mm -hmm. there, but uh, the Oil Kings approaching us for that and the Oil Kings inviting us to be a part of their game is is just so, so cool for us. Again, a huge credit to Kevin Radomski on that end of things because – uh, him giving us a call was one of the coolest uh, coolest things in my career <laughs> so far
2: hey uh, Spencer got a text coming in one eight three can not wait to see Lumberjack Larry defend the belt on Friday <laughs> and then it says, as, it says
1: as you shouldn't be good texter no Lumberjack Larry Woods he picked up our LPW Grand Championship in our main event last month uh, he's been a day one member of LPW Frick, he's been wrestling since uh, far before even the existence of Love Pro Wrestling and he's a guy that uh, you know not to Not to steal a pun, but a guy that I've got a lot of love for, and it's pretty cool to be getting texts on him because, you know, he comes through the curtain and the rec room sort of explodes in Mm -hmm. the best of ways. So um, (laughs) he won our grand title last month. It's his first defense this month against God's Gift to Wrestling, Michael Richard Blaze. So Mm. uh, very excited for that one, too.
2: And it says hashtag Larry's bald spot.
1: Uh, I, I am not here to comment on anyone's hair or lack thereof.
2: Why not? I mean, <laughs> that's half the battle, isn't it?
1: Well, he's got half a head of hair. so Maybe
2: Gregor I can, can wrestle for you now.
1: <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm not here to talk about anyone's follicles or lack thereof.
2: <laughs> Who's, what can you tell me about this? Uh, the female wrestler, Taryn from Accounting?
1: Taryn from Accounting, she was our first ever challenge champion. So we've got a few different titles in Love Pro Wrestling for various different reasons. Our challenge title is quite literally just an open challenge. The best want to come and get it, whoever's first to step up is the first to get the opportunity. So, she was our first challenge champion. It's been pretty cool to watch her career. Again, since the start of Love Pro Wrestling, she's been a part of us, but uh, uh, since we've started, she's gone on not only wrestling for us, but out in Vancouver, she's one of the faces of rest score out there. She's making her way down to the States wrestling for promotions like Defy, and um, she's someone that You know, when you look at the people, and when we talked last month, we said that one of our primary goals is uh, push people onto the next level and potentially get Mm -hmm. signed or whatever sort of their goals may be. She's one of the first people that comes to mind when I think there's people that's got a real good shot at that.
2: And uh, what's this LPW Scramble Championship all about?
1: Uh, So, like I said, we've got a bunch of different titles in the promotion. Uh, The Scramble Championship is only defended in Scramble matches, so anything consisting of four, five, six. 100, however many people we can get in the ring, uh, that title's always on the line. So uh, Jack Pride carries that one currently. He's the first, the only, and the current LPW Scramble champion. That belt was introduced in uh, February, March of this year, excuse me. So uh, since then, he's carried it. uh, By my money and Big Bad Boris, I'll credit with this one, our It's It's the toughest title to defend in professional wrestling because most matches, we're talking about the Grand Championship earlier, for the most of the part, it's, it's a one-on-one match. You've only got to worry about one person across from you. But with the scramble title, you've got six, seven, eight, like I said, up to mm-hmm. as many people as you can sort of fit in there uh, gunning for it. So it ain't the easiest title to defend, so full kudos to Jack Pride,
2: Spencer Love from Love Pro Wrestling as we go in the community. And uh, is the main event the Grand Championship gauntlet? No,
1: not this time around, actually. And that one's going to tie directly into uh, the Rogers Place event. So we sort of got to see who the grand champion is going to be by the end of the night. But we also got to be cognizant that uh, there are other people gunning for that title. So whoever wins the grand championship gauntlet match is going to be your number one contender. Uh, And by the end of Friday night, we're going to find out what your main event for our show at Rogers Place is going to be.
2: Spencer Love from Love Pro Wrestling, our guest on Sports 1440, but also heavily involved in the Sherwood Park Crusaders who are off to a fantastic start in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, a record of 21 and 5. Only Brooks with a better record in the Canalta standings. What have been the secrets and the keys to the success for the Crusaders this year?
0: Man,
1: where do you start, to be honest with you? Again, you, you know, you've know, you had Adam on before, and huge credit to both him, Brennan, and, of course, Ryan Berlin, our assistant coach as well. The job they've done with the team is incredible. It really, really is. And, again, when you were talking with Adam there a couple of weeks ago, um, full kudos to Brennan because he came in maybe a little bit later than a lot of coaches would like mm-hmm. and with a little bit less prep time than you'd sort of hope for in, in starting with a new team. But um, they've absolutely, absolutely crushed it. And it all it all goes down the lineup, right? You know, when uh, we've got a lot of returning players from last year's team, we're still the youngest team in the league. But uh, it's a pretty weird way to put it. We're young, but with a lot of experience behind us and a lot of miles behind our belts. So, um, when you've got a young team, you've got an enthusiastic team. You've got a lot of returning players, and you've got that little bit of a uh, uh, little bit of know how behind you. I mean, the results are speaking for themselves, mm-hmm. right? It's been. Uh, it's been really, really cool to watch, you know, over the last few years, we really aimed to get back to where we were in 1920, where we were the number one ranked team heading into the playoffs in the CJHL. And it's pretty cool to say that, uh, I think we're well on our way. We're number six right now. And friggin' knock on wood, if we keep going the way that we've been going, um, I don't like
2: making predictions,
1: but here's the frickin' (laughs) hoping that we can be the number one ranked team in the CJHL again, because the work that those guys put in, they certainly deserve
2: it. That would be phenomenal. Uh, A couple of key dates that I wanted to have circled on the calendar here, and one of them is uh, you're going to be playing Spruce Grove, but on a neutral ice setting, I guess. Uh, What's that all about next week?
1: I love games like that, and uh, thanks to the Saints for inviting us out for that. We're going to be playing at the Silent Ice Center. Uh, out in miscue alberta i personally haven't had the chance to get out there yet i'm saving my debut for next week but uh the video that the saints oh. put out of the facility it looks absolutely fantastic and getting out there for neutral site games is great we got out a couple of years ago to vermilion and getting the local support getting the community support out there and maybe getting some fans that again don't necessarily yeah. get the opportunity to see this level of hockey is uh is really really exciting for us so it's kind of nice to be on a neutral site because you know it's no home ice advantage and anything that we can possibly do in a team or a league that any advantage you can get you're always aiming for right so it'll be really really great to get out there and Maybe gives ourselves a little bit of a leg up as well, too.
2: Yeah, you know, as you said, Spencer, you saw that video of of the uh, facility in Nisku. It's absolutely amazing. Like it is oh, it's gorgeous. It is top absolutely notch. Absolutely gorgeous. So, I mean, they are going to be well, having catch
1: me complaining about heading out. Oh, there. <laughs>
2: absolutely not. They have so many um, events that they can draw into there now. Like, I, I as soon as I saw it, the first thing I thought about was is the Alberta Provincial Curling Championship, men's and women's, whatever you want. It's the oh, perfect size. It You know, they're having them in clubs now. This is just perfect for something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So don't um, want to get...
1: I, guess, uh, I go- can guarantee I will give you a good review of the beer when I go.
2: All right. Uh, Yeah. right. <laughs> don't want to get way ahead of ourselves because it is a long ways down the road. But the top team in the AJHL, Brooks, visits your rink, Sherwood Park Arena, Saturday, January 13th, uh, as a promoter. This is a dream looking you right in the eye to have a game like this on a Saturday night. Uh, I would imagine you're expecting a full barn for that one to have two of the top teams in the country, hopefully at that time, but just to touch base on what you might be trying to do to, you know, I guess sell the place out.
1: We'd certainly hope so. You know, it's been nice over the last couple of months that uh, attendance has gone up. It's been consistent on that end of things and, We're hoping that it continues to stay consistently full at the arena. But Mm -hmm. you're bang on, you know, over the last couple of years, well, last decade, really. Brooks has really been one of the standard bearers, not just for the AJHL, but uh, junior hockey. I mean, the results speak for themselves. So getting the opportunity to have him in here just for the on-ice product alone is always a great great show for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, really excited to have them here. And the more we can be doing in January, I mean, like a good promoter as well, too, stay tuned for cool announcements at SP Crusaders on all social media because we're going to make sure, like you said, Kevin, uh, that that rink is full.
2: That should be a great night. Uh, There's no question about that. So Friday, uh, the LPW event, just to give our listeners a quick rundown, you mentioned just 20 tickets left. That's pretty crazy already.
1: Yeah, you know, again, huge kudos, uh, huge kudos to the community because we've been very, very proudly selling out our events. But you know, even had the moment of realization yesterday when I put it out on there, out there on Facebook on my end of things that uh, if we sell out this Friday, that'll be every Friday night show this year that we've gotten rid of every ticket. So uh, it's. It's a pretty cool milestone for us, and in return, we're providing a pretty cool card, I'd like to think. Like you mentioned, Taryn from Accounting is going to be in one of our feature matches against uh, TNA Knockouts Tag Team Champion Killer Kelly, making her debut here in Edmonton, Alberta. Lumberjack Larry Woods defends the LPW Grand Championship against Michael Richard Blaze. The Scramble Championships on the line, Tony Baroni, Evan Rivers, Tara Zepp, Rich King, and... Of course, Jack Pride defending in that one and a whole lot more. Like I said, tickets are still available, but they're real limited. So if you want to pick them up, head to Tixer, T-I-X-R dot com backslash love wrestling and pick them up before they're gone. There won't be any at the door uh, and your butt's not going to be on your seat because we're going to keep you standing the whole time.
2: (laughs) Hey, thanks uh, for coming on again, Spencer. Good luck uh, with the event on Friday night. At the rec room, Thanks, Kevin, you too, and
1: have a great rest of the day, Frank. Yeah,
2: happy American Thanksgiving week. Uh, that's a uh, Spencer Love from Love Pro Wrestling and the Sherwood Park Community, commu- uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders, as we go in the community for United Sports and Cycle. Uh, been supporting hockey and our community for over 95 years. Uh, when we come back, we've got one more this day in sports history for the Duke. It's a dandy, it's a beauty, it has line implications, gambling implications. It's exciting. It's new. It's fresh. But it's old. It's from the 80s. <laughs> That's coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Second break of the big program. That only means one thing. Brian Adams says the Duke goes to his mainstay, his number one guy, B.A. in the 740 break. Uh, that is that his number one song of all time? B, B.A.'s number one?
0: I think in terms of popularity, yes, but I probably think Everything I Do was more successful commercially. (laughs) Like, if you talk about, like, because, like, it was was one of the biggest songs of the entire decade of the 90s. Everything I Do? Yeah. Like, during, um, so when I was at Nate, one of my instructors, (laughs) uh, Dave Sawchuck, shout out my boy Dave, he he was working, obviously, kind of, and, like, in the late 90s there, he said, that and... Celine Dion Oh, to this day he's like he's like I can't listen to them because and they were the song, played so much my heart will Titanic go my yeah, heart okay. will go on from Titanic yes. and then everything I do which I believe was from Robin Hood I don't know to be honest I think it was in that movie oh <laughs> you're the B.A. man I don't know
2: well, I'm more a- of a B.A. Baracus kind of guy from A-Team <laughs> <laughs> you're B.A. Adams you're you know that's the difference here Duke Text coming in 18334011440. Brad says 5-2 canes tonight. Oilers can't play defense. Send us your score prediction for the Oilers 5-11 and 1 in Carolina 10 and 7. Brings back memories Dozen of the 2006 Stanley Cup final. The Oilers only Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. Only Tampa Bay and Philadelphia have scored more. First period goals than the Oilers this year. It's hard to believe that you have that stat and then you're ranked 30th in the NHL. It just, it, it doesn't make sense. A lot Everything doesn't make sense this year. It's like the whole Costanza opposite. Oilers have 13 goals in the second period. Now Now things are starting to make sense. That's 27th in the NHL. 12 goals in the third period. That's 28th. In the NHL. So now all of a sudden things are starting to make sense. Why things are getting back to the even Steven and then some. Now, the telling stat 25 goals against, 25 goals against in the second period. That is the most in the NHL. So you've technically been outscored by 12 goals, 25 13. In the second period, Craig and Red Deer says six three Hurricanes. Oilers are not getting much love tonight. Did mention off the top about uh, Jack Campbell's performance last night. His one hundredth AHL win, two nothing shutout, thirty saves against the Henderson Silver Knights. So Campbell gets his hundredth AHL win we have to see what shakes down in the near future. Are the Oilers really getting close to finding another goaltender around the league? What do you have to give up? We talked about that yesterday, Duke. And now you were, what was the question yesterday? Are you in or are you out? Sergei Bobrovsky, top three, you said? Okay, let's get serious. Top 10? I wouldn't even have put him in the top 10.
0: I think he's still in the top 10. Uh, I'll be the first to admit top three is a stretch but I mean hey that's what I'm doing I'm not trying to make it easy on you guys which I mean maybe top three did make it too easy to be on the the out uh, of that spectrum but I I think Grant I think Grant said it well when he said like when he's at his best he is playing he can still play like a top three goaltender but the problem is this new wave of young guys there's so many um, top tier talents Uh, and as I said Three other Russians alone, let alone might be ahead of them: Sorokin, Vasilevsky, and Shesterkin. Ottenger, okay. uh, Hellebuck. It's a
2: long list. It is a long list, and you haven't even talked about Swayman and Allmark. Who? You don't like them. How do you not like Swayman, with a goals against of two zero nine, Allmark two twenty three?
0: I'm not saying I don't like them, but uh, because they split split duty and total body of work um, thus far, like it's it's a pretty. Small track record for them as starters, especially Swayman. He's only in his second full second full year in the league. He got some reps in before that. But, like, Boston is awesome. I, I, mm-hmm. I'll, like, I'm going to be the first one to say that for the second year in a row, I was counting Boston out heading into the season. I thought they'd probably still make playoffs because this drop-off would have had to be so huge, like, point total-wise for them to be out of the mix. But you lose your top two centers, I think it was very mm-hmm. fair for us to doubt them. To doubt them. But... They've kind of changed how they play a little bit and, and they've got great is, goaltending, Swayman and Allmark. Their defense is terrific. Their goaltending has been top notch. like as a they might have the best tandem in the league I'm putting I'm putting
2: Swayman and Allmark ahead of Bobrovsky. Oof. Both t- of them. So here's I'm start if you're giving me a chance to start Swayman, Allmark, or Bobrovsky, I'm starting two of those guys.
0: On any given any night. Any given night. Anyone. Game seven yep. of a playoff series.
2: Yes, sir. Without question,
0: I don't know about that one. Okay, Kev.
2: the only other guys that we were kind of talking about yesterday, and, and this was about the Oilers' possibility. I mean, some guys have thrown out Bennington. Well, Bennington's not going anywhere. Gibson's not going anywhere. These guys have no trade clauses. Bennington has a no, no trade clause, I believe. Uh, it's a ten or twelve team no trade list for Gibson. Uh, I would imagine that Edmonton is on that list. He's not going anywhere. All these trades again; they're they're out there. They're not happening. Would and then how about James Reimer? Like James Reimer was another guy that Frank Saravalli said.
0: It's just you. You bring this I mean, question up all the time, Kevin. When people throw trade yeah. suggestions our way, it, it comes down to one question why would the other team make Make this trade? Because we always like to look at it through the Oilers' lenses and say, this would make so much sense for us. Well, of course it would. But why (laughs) would it make sense for the other team? And as of right now, like Detroit signed James Reimer for a reason. It wasn't to flip him. Like Detroit is trying to compete for a playoff spot. They're a team on the upswing. They're not signing rental players to flip. They signed Reimer for a reason to go in there and provide some, like, true consistent backup goaltending beside who like wh- why would they move him um, and i think um i can't remember who said it if it was frank yesterday or someone else when we were talking about it unless detroit falls way out of the picture and that's not going to come till later in the season closer to the deadline at that point it might be too late for the oilers
2: sebastian cosa if you're wondering he was drafted by the detroit red wings out of the oil kings. kings 15th overall. They- Kind of moved up to to grab him. Yeah. They wanted. Him. This was Steve Eiserman's guy. And Kosa, you saw him here, big, big goaltender. His pads almost reached the crossbar. <laughs> I mean, so last year, he was in the East Coast League for the better part of the year. That was it. You're going to East Coast League. He played all the time in Toledo. And he was pretty good. He was pretty good. But he's struggling at the AH level, AHL level right now. He's a 21 year old goaltender. His goals against average is 316, save percentage under 900. He is a long ways away if they think that he is the goaltender to come in to Detroit to be that guy where the Red Wings are building with all these young players like, uh, you know, Sider and, you know, all the other great players that they have. He's ways away. He's a ways away. So I don't see Detroit trading Reimer. Russ Chizik checks in. Seven one Canes, Griswold.
0: Not a lot of optimism in Oilers Nation this morning. Wow. I I, 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 well, I wanted to bring this up, and <laughs> bef- yep. I, we we all know how forgetful you and I both are. We'll say something, we're going to talk about it, and then we'll get on to some other tangent mm-hmm. and totally forget. I won't bring this up while it's still relative <laughs> about the goaltending thing and the game tonight against Carolina. Antti Ranta, who is I believe ex- probably expected to make the start tonight. For the hurricanes okay, yeah he has won 13 consecutive home games with a stat line of 929 save percentage a 175 gaa and four shutouts so if the oilers are expecting a uh, cakewalk at pnc arena tonight with uh, freddie anderson out i'm surprised long, long term here i'm
2: surprised Oilers fans aren't looking at one of the three goalies they have there
0: you know, but they only really have two now with Anderson.
2: Well, maybe Kachetkov.
0: You know, but he like he's the backup now.
2: I get it, but what well, well, you know? Aren't they saying what? Well, what about him?
0: Oh yeah, well, in Euler's mind. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. correct. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
2: Uh, you know, you think about it. it very uh, Cam Ward was a great story in 2006. I'm sure you remember that. Sherwood Park played for Red Deer Rebels. I right. mean, Rebels legend got his number retired just recently in the uh, Carolina yes. Hurricanes Ring of Honor. Just a great guy, you know, super, super guy. We did lots of stuff with him when he was in Red Deer. And what he did in 06, I mean, that happens like once in a – that's that's once in a lifetime. You know, you come in and you're the Consmite winner,
0: you know. And, um, I mean, he missed being eligible for the Calder by one, one game yeah, for like the next a, he's season. He's a and rookie. Right? You know, he, he was a rookie, you know, 100%. Yeah. And uh, it, it's kind of weird because the – it's, it's a very common idea now that you do not need a top-tier goalie to win the Stanley Cup. People point at Vegas and say, they were on their third goalie. Yeah, but he still played really well.
2: Fifth goalie, I think, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> well, that's how many they went through in the season in total. <laughs> if you include Leonard, I guess, in that mix too. Oh. Um, but like at that time, it was still considered you needed an established, proven veteran to win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Mord comes in, takes over for Gerber, and I think it was the second round. Uh, and then, like, never really relinquished it. And, Hill. I mean, he went on to win the consmite draft. Thompson. Hill. Pe- people say uh, there's a lot of debate. And, once again, it, through the Oilers' lenses, Chris Pronger, uh, probably a pretty strong candidate to win the consmite despite being on the losing side. Um, but it was Cam Ward's award mm-hmm. and uh, and it was a tremendous story. And he went through a lot of tough years in Carolina as kind of the uh, the lone soldier in the blue paint, absolutely getting shellacked every night. Not so different from yeah. what John Gibson's gone through in Anaheim these past couple seasons. And Dick uh, Gibson's Navy been really just, good for, for your Ducks season, this very season, good, hasn't yeah.
2: uh, Just wanted to uh, let our listeners know, and I sent you the note off yesterday, looking forward to Friday, uh, Friday, t- talking about uh, taking a trip down memory lane in studio Friday, we will have three Edmonton sports legends without a shadow of a doubt. Three Edmonton sports legends, three longtime friends. I believe, I believe 21 championships between the three of them. See if you can figure it out. When we come back top of the hour, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet in Carolina to tee up this evening's Canes-Oilers games. Before that, a sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. Watch NFL football at First Round Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays. You could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.